You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Guidepost. Uh, this is our rapid reaction podcast to what just happened at the commission meeting. And myself, Tony Friedrich, as long as well as Will Poston. Um, Will is at the meeting, so consider him kind of like an in-the-room correspondent right now. If our if our sound quality is a little off for this, we apologize. Um, but you know, we're going to do the best that we can. Um, Will, thanks for finding a quiet corner and joining us. Pretty profound victory today, I would say, Will. Yeah. Profound is, it might be, might even be an understatement. I mean, I, I had, I had a tough time even finding a quiet room. I mean, there was just a buzz going on, um, around the table. I think, you know, all the board members are, are incredibly cognizant of the step that they just took. And, uh, you know, a, a lot should be said for, um, the leadership, you know, we saw from, uh, a few key individuals around the board, but I yeah, absolutely. Will I couldn't agree more. So I think I think um, we should probably tell folks what happened first. Yeah, and then we yeah, let's get and then we can we can do the high fives around the room. So um, yeah. as, as everyone knows, um, we begged and pleaded to initiate addendum two, um, which would have uh, would have drawn back harvest uh, because the harvest doubled. Uh, in 2022, and we had a very slim chance of rebuilding the stock by 2029. Throughout that process, uh, as we talked to commissioners and begged them um, for an addendum, uh, we found out pretty quickly that there was the possibility for an emergency action. Um, so, uh, so action could t- take place quicker than 2024 because there was a deep concern that um, the 2015 year class was going to be 100% in that slot limit and the 35 million pound harvest was probably going to ac- increase again for uh, for 2023. Um, Will, that's that about sums it up, correct? Yeah. I mean, if we want to go into um, kind of exactly what those both of those motions uh, entailed, um, I think that's probably the next step, right? Right, Tony? Sure, sure. We'll ha- have at it because I know you got your laptop open and my phone's my phone's going off like uh, I've never seen it go off before. So, <laughs> so uh, the first thing the board did was uh, consider uh, addendum two. And that motion, um, you think it's worth just reading the whole motion, Tony? Sure, sure. Okay. So the, the past motion was moved to initiate an addendum to implement commercial and recreational measures for the ocean and Chesapeake Bay fisheries in 2024 that in aggregate are projected to achieve F target from the 2022 stock assessment update. Potential measures for the ocean recreational fisheries should include modifications to the addendum six standard slot of 28 to 35 inches with harvest season closures as a secondary non-preferred option. Potential measures for Chesapeake Bay recreational fisheries as well as ocean and bay commercial fisheries should include maximum size limits. The addendum will include an option for a provision enabling the board to respond via uh, board action to the results of the upcoming stock assessment updates. 
that's currently scheduled for 2024 and 2026. If the stock is not projected to rebuild by 2029 with a probability greater than or equal to 50%. So that motion passed uh, unanimously too, which really goes to show you how, uh, you know, some times have changed at the Stripe Mass Management Board. So, okay. Okay. So we have that. We have that. We have, we have the, so the addendum that we rallied the community around everything, uh, we want our listeners to know that the addendum passed. Okay. So that's, but that's the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And, and should we also add to like, uh, that was, uh, that motion was by Justin Davis and Emerson Hasbrook, um, from Connecticut and New York and kind of that last clause to give the board action authority um, to rebuild uh, was kind of added by Dr. Mike Armstrong and uh, David Borden from Massachusetts and Rhode Island, respectively, respective. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. So when that addendum passed, um, they took a break. They took a 10 minute break and then they came back and then the big thing happened. Yeah. The, the, the bomb, uh, the bomb was dropped. The, the bomb was dropped and we knew going into this that commissioner Armstrong from Massachusetts and commissioner Borden from Rhode Island, who are kind of legendary leaders in conservation uh, for striped bass uh, along, you know, I'm just saying striped bass because that's that's our flagship, but a, a lot of other things as well. Um, these are these are veterans, veteran uh, fishery scientists who are leaders in their respective states and frankly, leaders in conservation and and you know, I, I would strongly suggest before we get into what happened, I'm just going to say go to the go to the asmfc.org website, look at the uh, the Stripe Bass Management Board um, commissioners uh, list, and it'll have their email addresses. And I'm going to strongly suggest that anyone listening to this podcast who is excited and as happy as we are, send them a thank you um, yeah. because funny. they deserve I think it. The- Totally, totally. And I think the other important thing to understand, the board technically had to did not have to do anything. They they took this these actions today because of their concern for the future of the stock. Um, but the way the management and Amendment Seven is drawn up, you know, they didn't have to do anything. So so wait, let's you know, tell them. Let's yeah. Let's tell them what the hell happened. Yeah, yeah. I so know. The, I okay, that. so because Will and I are just a little excited and discombobulated here, because I, 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 you know, look, I'm 50. Actually, wait, I'm 51. Um, well, I at never, least I know. I'm I never thought I'm I'd see this in my lifetime. I'm just going to. At least I know I'm not half your age. Yeah. So I, I, I never, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. Uh, so this is what happened, folks. Um. So the addendum was set. We won that. That's what everyone supported. And they come back from the 10 minute break. Commissioner Armstrong puts up a motion for emergency action. And the reason why he did this 
And again, Dave Borden from Rhode Island supported it, uh, seconded the motion. The reason why this occurred is because of uh, a, a fear that we were going to really crush the 2015s this year. Um, because a hundred, a hundred percent of them would be in the slot, and, yeah. Versus, and that would that would massively complicate rebuilding further, make it make it incredibly difficult for us to accomplish that goal. So, Will, do you have the addendum handy? I'm sorry, the emergency action. I apologize. Yes, I do. Um, so the emergency action um, that. The final text that passed was move that the striped bass board by emergency action as outlined in the commission's ISFMP charter implement a 31 maximum size to all existing recreational fishery regulations where a higher or no maximum size applies, excluding the Chesapeake Bay trophy fisheries. All other recreational size limits, possession limits, seasons, gear restrictions, and spawning protections remain in place. Jurisdictions are required to implement compliant measures as soon as possible and no later than July 2nd, 2023. Um, and that motion was again by Dr. Mike Armstrong of Massachusetts and seconded by um, David Borden of Rhode Island. So, Will, you know, the one line in there that's going to jump out at people is the trophy seasons in the Chesapeake Bay. We want people to understand that these seasons are going to be over. They're, they're going on right now. Um, so this 180 day emergency action, um, wouldn't, there's no way that it could stop, you know, those, those trophy seasons right now. So that, that exclusionary statement, it doesn't, it, it was almost unnecessary. So don't everyone get hung up on that. Um, because those, those, it takes, Every state has a different procedure to enact new regulations. Um, and really pushing this to July 2nd is a miracle that this can even be done. Um, and I, I, I cannot tell you how many fish this is going to end up saving. Um, yeah. I think it's also important to kind of clarify what this does, because I think it can be kind of confusing it pretty much just takes the ocean slot limit and shrinks that maximum size to 31. So it's a 31 maximum size overlay on the entire coast for rec recreational fishing regulations. So I just wanted to clarify that. Right. So just, I mean, just wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. There's no, there's nothing negative about this. Right. No. And, um, and I think something else that's pretty profound will, um, with with the addendum in the emergency action it sure sounds to me because you know we tightened up our slot the recreational sector is doing their job right to rebuild this stock but there's a lot of commercial fisheries that don't have an upper size limit and these actions are going to address that yeah, or they're at least intended to address that. And that's kind of where the, the PDT's deliberations this summer, as they kind of come up with options, you know, they'll they'll shake that out. But, um, you know, I, I, I went over to, you know, Dr. Davis uh, after that addendum passed, and I was like, you know, I really appreciate you uh, taking an, taking an all-encompassing approach to the addendum, right? Because, Tony, I mean, how many times did we hear, this is an ocean problem, you know, this shouldn't be, this is an ocean wreck problem, this 
the other sectors or other regions of the fishery shouldn't, uh, you know, necessarily have to pay the price. But, you know, I think it's always great when you, you know, see a needed action in fisheries. It's the entire fishery that, you know, comes to the table to uh, get it back on track. And I think that motion accomplishes that. Well, I mean, it's really it's really hard when the rec sector is doing their part and we tighten up the slot and our especially our our members in Massachusetts are, you know, releasing these fish as carefully as possible for their clients. And then you see a hook and line boat come up and just lay waste to 50 pound fish. Um, that is not a slot limit. And the fact that that language was included in these management actions means that, you know, this is something that we are going to work towards to make sure that everything is fair and equitable across the board. And this is something that we have just literally been begging for, you know, even and fair regulations across all sectors. That is the only way this stock is going to recover. So I, I just want, again, so I want to explain to people like this emergency action requires two thirds of a vote. This is buried within the charter of the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission. And I think it's been used, what did they say at the meeting? Like two or three times in the history in the of the history, commission? In 70-something years, it's only been used two or three times. So and everyone- I was, talking, I was just talking to a staff member. She, she was saying the last time she's heard of it being used was for um, northern shrimp. So like, I, I don't think it's been used on a species as, you know, popular- uh, important as striped bass. I mean, that's arguably the the commission's flagship species it's supposed to manage, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and you know, look, so look <laughs> from my perspective, doing this a long time, I this is the most profound win that we have had for striped bass in 40 years. Yeah, no doubt. There's no, there's no question. There is not a close second. And I'd like to take a moment for the 3,000 plus private rec anglers that signed our letter, the 130 brands. I don't even know how many fishing guides and other small businesses that rely on this. You did it, right? Yeah. You did it. Look, we have lost so many times and we begged the community to keep coming back and believing in us supporting us you know to learn what stripe bass management was about our letter and our effort efforts were referenced multiple times you were heard yeah you made a difference um and most of all you believed in us um, which is shocking to me, um, but very much appreciated. And I can tell you that the American Saltwater Guides Association has the absolute best team that I have ever had the pleasure of working with. Some people who are behind the scenes that you don't hear or see all the time to the people who are out front like me and Will, um, our board, uh, our members, and the entire conservation community um, and the other other organizations out there that supported these actions and rallied their members. Um, you know, backcountry hunters, hunters and anglers, multiple 
uh, of their state chapters, you know, wrote in to support this. Stripers Forever supported this. Um, you know, there were groups that all rallied and all gave their opinion. Um, and for all the naysayers, you know, that say that they don't want to compete in the, uh, participate in the process, I'm not going to criticize you. I understand how frustrating more than anyone you've ever met in your life. I understand how frustrating it is, right? I, I, I get it. It's a, it's a freaking grind, man. But like, you know what, folks, today we won. Uh, and and we didn't win small, we won big. Uh, and to add some clarity, so this this emergency action is going to tighten the slot to 28 to 31 inches. So uh, it we're tightened up 28 to 31. Those regulations have to take place in July by July 2nd. This is going to save a metric ton of fish. Uh, actually, a lot more than a metric ton. Um, the conservation community won big. Uh, the addendum is going to look at uh, everyone falling in line with a slot, sticking to the rebuilding plan by 2029. Um, and, you know, of course, this is going to destroy conservation equivalency. Um, and that won't be until 2024. Um, but, man, are, are we cheering? Um and, and Tony, one thing I'd like to add also, you know, that we're no doubt, I mean, a thousand, a hundred, you know, a thousand percent in a much better place today than we were a month ago, but we all still have to do our, our role to recover this fishery. There's going to still be public involvement in the addendum two process. Um, we still have, you know, even with these unprecedented actions, we still, you know, we still got to get out of the weeds, um, considering the poor recruitment. Um, so I think, you know, we're speaking to a lot of rec anglers here. We all got to kind of play our part to, you know, treat, treat these fish that we're catching, treat them as best as we can. So, you know, the ones we are catching and releasing are, are continuing to, uh, contribute to that SSB and hopefully, uh, get to and remain at that threshold for, or that well, target. You know, will the, will the timing has never been better um, yeah. for an incredible uh, state agency like Massachusetts Division of Marine Fisheries and the fantastic work that that entire team is doing on catch and release mortality. And, you know, we are going to take that work as the Guides Association and we are going to educate the public on those findings once they're peer reviewed and our expectation of our members and supporters is to use that science to ensure the fish that we choose to throw back uh, are handled uh, in, in the most appropriate way um, to, in, to make sure that, you know, somebody else is going to catch them and be able to enjoy them because they survived release. That goes without saying. And that's why I said the timing is perfect because we're going to have the best science that we've ever had on this issue. And, and now, um, now that, you know, striped bass have a fighting chance, uh, we need really need to kind of pick that flag up and, and run with it to make sure that we are doing our part, uh, in every aspect of this fishery. And, you know, we welcome that information uh, and to incorporate it, you know, into into our best practices and also to educate the public um, so they can make the best decisions uh, and be personally responsible for uh, for the handling and care of the fish that we choose to release. So. Um, so, OK, well, you know, here's the whole enchilada. 
miracles happen, right? This is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of the miracle on ice being the <laughs> Soviets, like in the last second. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Mike Armstrong's name is now Mike Honcho, um, and it's shake and bake time. And uh, you know, he he came out. This is legacy stuff. Uh, I don't I don't know how else. I don't know how else to couch it. Um, I, I'd also I'd also it would be remiss now that we've kind of said how it is and what a fundamental shift and and I mean just a a tectonic victory for the conservation of striped bass, the biggest victory that I have ever been around for. Um, what a day. Uh, I would be remiss not to thank Katie Drew, uh, who is the stock assessment scientist uh, at the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, because God love her, man. I mean, she has the ability to keep her head about her and be cool. And when, you know, the few non-conservation minded uh commissioners um start throwing shade at the best available science um uh and 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 katie was able to wrangle that and put it back on track and I, i'm just telling you you know the guides association knows an awful lot of scientists um you know we we run in those circles and I am here to tell you that Katie Drew is one of the top stock assessment scientists in the country. And um, she she is very brave. Uh, she knows her stuff. And the commission and the striped bass conservation community are very fortunate um, that we have someone the caliber of Katie Drew uh, working on these issues and defending science. And I mean, I, I just, I, I cannot speak highly enough about her uh, and a deep, deep gratitude and appreciation from the Guides Association and everyone that we represent and everyone on that letter, because, you know, will sometimes these victories are so, they're won by just, just a, I mean, a frog's hair. Uh, and and there were times when some of the bad folks were trying to shoot holes into the science. And Katie and also Emily, uh, who's a fisheries yeah. management plan. No, um, no doubt. The whole team, the whole, you know, the whole striped bass staff team. Oh, yeah. Know. 100%. Well, I, just, I wanted to point out Emily because yeah. she she did an excellent job on this as well. Um, and and like Will said, uh, you know, the whole, the whole team at large. So, you know, we are, we were never afraid to, uh, to lay blame on, on the people who deserved it. So it would be, uh, you know, it's only right. Profoundly it's only right, hypocritical if yeah. we did not mention, um, the people who really most likely have turned the tide, um, for striped bass. Uh, in the most fundamental way that I can even begin to express. And I, I will, I'll say another thing too. Um, you know, we can, we're going to do a blog. This is a quick, this is a quick hit um, to get it out there. So people understand what happened and we're going to do a lot of thank yous, but I got to really thank 
uh, Martin Gary from Potomac Fisheries Commission. He is the chairman of the Striped Bass Management Board. This was not an easy meeting to run. And I think he ran it with professionalism and grace and uh well, and continuously asked for public comment and too. made and made sure that people felt like their voices were heard whether they were for or against it because tony tony i think not not to completely cut you off because this this relates but you know obviously emergency action is a you know an immediate action more or less that the public did not have a chance to weigh in on this but you know i think we heard a couple um people around the table express that their opinion that the public has been more or less adamant that they want to see action and they want to see precautionary management and they want they want to see the board protect this stock and rebuild it um yes so yes. you know I, I i am by no means um worried about you know the public not being represented in this decision the, well there was the a public- look there was a lot of basis for that criticism going into this meeting we were heard yeah this meeting, we were heard. We're back on track. So look, we're 25 minutes in. Will, I want to wrap this up. I know you want to get back to your stuff. I got I got my stuff. So look, here's the bottom line. An emergency action was initiated that gets the 2015s out of the slot. Okay? That's got to take place by July 2nd. That is fundamentally unbelievable and is the single most important thing to get this fishery back on track that is the emergency action the addendum that will last for 180 days it can be continued for a year and then another year but we'll get into this that on the blog the addendum is the action that needs to be taken to formally continue the conservation efforts of the emergency action and within that addendum this is what they will be looking at what the what those changes to the slot will do okay and and we'll keep we'll keep that tightening up the slot 28 to 31 inches most likely even after the 180 days the second thing is to ensure that the commercial fisheries have a maximum size limit now. Okay. So we are officially saving big fish and we're, we're going to need y'all to fight for this. And I hope you believe us that you can make a difference. Okay. That is something that we are a thousand percent behind. And then, um, and then will, there's one other thing. Uh, uh, it, it included you know, giving the board action to respond um, just by board action if these stock assessments that we'll get in the fall of 24 and then I think in the fall of 26 also, um, if those assessments come back that we don't have, we have a less than 50% uh, probability of rebuilding by 29. Correct. We can take board action to, to change course again. Yeah, correct. So, um, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yep. Hey, folks, I I mean this from the bottom of my heart. We, when this all started, when we got the numbers on March 30th, it was really hard to reach out to y'all and ask you for support again because we had had the ball kind of pulled away from us so many times. And when you start these campaigns, you never know how they're going to work out. 
And frankly, I wouldn't have been surprised if the community said, you know what? Screw you guys. It doesn't work. We quit. But you didn't. And you came back. And we were able to, we were able, the supplemental materials were 54 pages long. Our letter was 44 pages from the biggest, from the biggest brands. That's all the names. Yeah. 44 pages of names. From the biggest brands to individual anglers. And my message to all y'all is we made a difference. We won. This is all our victories. It's all the other organizations that do the same thing. All of the brands. And I, I, I cannot begin to express how much we thank and appreciate this conservation community because ultimately our board and our members desperately rely on this fish. And y'all, uh, y'all came up big and there's a lot brighter future for us and for private rec anglers and for all the brands that rely on striped bass. There's a lot brighter future than there was five hours ago. So, I mean, for the entire guides association, thank you. Um, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, you, you made a difference and, uh, and, and, you know, here's to hoping that 30 years from now, um, you know, we're all, we're all sitting on a beach somewhere and see a bunch of kids running down the beach, chasing a school of breaking stripers. Um, because I think that's the only thing that we all want. So thank you, um, a million times over, uh, from everyone on the ASGA team. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And we can't tell you how significant this victory is. Uh, look forward to our blogs, um, you know, detailing this much greater detail and, uh, and, you know, just man, kick back, crack a cold one. Um, this doesn't happen very often, you know, by God, we won. So, Thank you all. And th thanks, Will, for hopping on and all your hard work on this is too, buddy. Echo all that. And yeah, amazing. Incredible, incredible day for uh, the history of striped bass. 